When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Hello, friends. We're back again. It's Fightful Overbooked. It's Saturday. It's February the 11th, and I am at Joel Pearl. Uh, I'm, I'm having a conversation with, uh, the guy next to me who I'll introduce. I mean, most people already know who he is, but, uh, I was just like, Hey, we should probably talk about, you know, past elimination chamber matches because Jeff Hawkins, there have been a multitude of elimination chamber matches since like 2002. I didn't even realize that we're over 20 years into this thing. I'm, am I that old and out of tit and out of touch? Are you that old and <laughs> are you that old and I was I was still in my late twenties when this thing came out. Not <laughs> a boy. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. You're that old. And yeah, there there have been a lot of these, but um, it, it's it's nice that it's one of the few gimmick matches for WWE that's actually evolved in some ways, which I like. Um. Some for the betterment, some not. I mean, uh, we we have yet to see a second Extreme Rules Elimination Chamber in any ways, which was an interesting attempt to kind of do lethal lockdown type thing. But um, yeah, uh, you want to just get into it or do you got any other questions other than are you that old? <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, this was... Uh, a. We did a couple of these before, Jeff and I. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we pre-recorded them. One was about uh, what was it? It was Dusty Rhodes in the boot, and we did uh, right. What, what, what was oh that? no, we did we did the uh, we did the, uh, the bunkhouse the, the bunkhouse bunkhouse stampede, and then we did the dog collar match, right? Perspective, and then we missed war games. <laughs> we missed war games because I decided that I was a little too busy with my life. Yeah, here we are, and I was like, I was talking to Jeremy Lambert for some reason I don't know why, and we were like, we should probably bring Jeff back, and I was like, do we have to? And Jeremy was like, yeah, we should probably bring Jeff back. So I brought him back because I am, <laughs> if nothing else, a, uh, <laughs> a vengeful guy. <laughs> and also because, honestly, I like, I like shooting the shit with Jeff because uh, we, get to, uh, we get to have a good time. And if you're here and you're joining us live, which, like, we never do. We just kind of said, let's do it live. Uh, you can donate a Super Chat on Overbooked. Just uh, use that little dollar sign. Any amount will pop your statement on the air or you just want to support us that's cool too if you're in the chat hey how are you come and hang out with us yeah. uh this is pretty low um low expectation we're not journalists in this room <laughs> we're just talking about our our favorite uh matches from the elimination chamber and like little stats here and there so we can dig into it where do you want to start because i mean well, let's start with how this came about yeah let's go because in 2002, two, we we were a year removed uh, t- going towards this Survivor Series. We had already done uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, the invasion angle, 
WCW was done. ECW was done. Uh, well, kind of, but it would come back later. Uh, and, and so it was almost like we had reached an apex with Survivor Series. Survivor Series, going into 2002, I believe, was 15 years old Jeez. by now. And, and there was talk... I remember this because uh, 2001, 2002, this is around the time I was applying to be a, to get a writing gig at, at WWE as well. And I remember that there were rumors that they wanted a gimmick match for Survivor Series. And to my knowledge, I believe that it had been bandied about that there had been a heavy rumor that there was a push behind the scenes to, to bring in war games because they owned the IP yeah. from the WCW sale. Mm-hmm. And that Vince had said under no circumstances will we ever do a War Games match in WWE. Number one, because it was WCW's invention slash Dusty. And number two, because the logistics of it at the time, it couldn't, they couldn't get two rings and, and still get all the seating and get all that precious, precious money from, from everybody <laughs> buying tickets and stuff like that. They'd have to reduce some tickets. So... um there had been talks, and, and the interesting thing about this is, uh, at least I remember the Wrestling Observer in some ways back then, uh, were like, well, what is this Elimination Chamber thing? Because they'd, they'd only like mentioned it, and they'd done like little teaser videos with almost exactly like the War Games teaser videos back in 80 80- seven or so where it's like guys with you know <laughs> guys with masks and blow torches and metal and sparks and the elimination chamber you know that that kind of thing two miles of steel two miles of steel um tons of steel whatever and and, and uh, apparently this was a uh this was a uh, triple h invention uh, to be done for the raw brand because by now in t- 2002 we had done our first brand split Oh. With with Eric Bischoff running Raw and Paul Heyman running SmackDown, literally running SmackDown. Uh, this was the beginning of the SmackDown Six era that that people so uh, are fond of, I believe. But you know, it had Brock yep. um, as their champion, and 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 they wanted something special for the Raw brand because Raw was the important show, and Raw this, Raw that. So th- they break out this Elimination Chamber in. Um, in November of 2002. And it is, it is something. Um, it apparently cost over $500,000 <laughs> and, and the chat and the talk of it was you spent the entire budget more than the entire budget of your, um, of your developmental programs, because I believe at that time they were, they were still in, in Florida. They had a developmental program kind of starting in Florida. I think they were also using Ohio Valley at the time. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. My memory's foggy on that. But <laughs> Uncle Dave, Dave Meltzer, was up in arms about how much this thing cost. And, you know, I guess now you're going to have to use it every year because to justify those costs. Well, they showed him. Yeah, and they sure did. <laughs> um, but, but I rewatched this first one this morning. And what a debacle. such a messy match and like you can tell that they saw it for the first time that day of that day at madison square garden they all went in and go okay what kind of spots can we do here and nobody bothered to try this out anywhere else at one point rob van dam was like oh yeah i could do a frog splash off of the uh, top of the pod yeah no problem and hunter's like 
All right, let's do it. Well, well in, in, last in theory, in theory, you know, the cage match and it, a, a longtime staple of wrestling, et cetera, et cetera. And the war games was a staple of wrestling. But what they didn't consider, of course, was how are we going to land on all this metal <laughs> safely? And my God, they, they've since changed it. If you notice now around the around the ring and stuff like that, the, the, the grates are padded. Yes. Because after a couple of years, number one, <laughs> number one, referees didn't want to slap the medal for a three count at all. That, had, was, that was one thing that the match was initially false count anywhere. Yeah. And they kind of got rid of that through the yeah, year. Yeah, they got rid of that too. That, that falls could count anywhere. But also that, uh, you know, you, you'd see people with like the great marks up and down their arm, legs and things like that. And, and like bumps that you take where you have to hit the mat. Guys were still trying to do that and hit, hurting their arms and things like that. It got to the point where nobody wanted to take a bump on that steel because it just hurt too much. So they, they finally over, um, over time, I believe it took two years. For them to get that going, I think I, I didn't watch the second one, but I don't think any changes were made majorly until year three. But also, yeah. differences you'll find now is uh, that they use thicker glass instead of the the plastic. They yeah. did that one year and it hurt somebody, I believe. Well, I think Jericho, was Jericho was the first one to ever have the uh, the to go through it, to right? Go, go through the bullet, the bulletproof, bulletproof Lexan glass. Which, by the way, Lexan is like a very slim plastic but one year they actually they changed it up and i think they've changed it back since but they use some very thick stuff and i oh, think yeah, it didn't budge <laughs> well because, i think it was mark henry because he had his pod break on him through one of those spots where they were yes. going through. that was like the final straw where they're like no we're reworking the damn thing right this old ass chamber which by the way like, and then i want to say it was goldberg who would try to spear somebody through it and it didn't budge at all <laughs> there's one spot from i think 2000 maybe it's 2009 where ray mysterio it was it was jericho and mysterio and he goes Jer uh, ray mysterio goes for a spear in the corner jericho sidesteps it and ray mysterio smacks his head because he, he slides down like a cartoon yes he's trying to go through the turnbuckle and do the the uh, drape your shoulder on the ring post spot and instead he kind of forgets what's in front of him which is kane standing in the pod mm -hmm. and like trying not to wince as his head uh, ray mysterio's head like smacks loudly into it uh, other changes that that I I had forgotten, but I thought I but were but I had in the back of my head. But it's like, oh yeah, they did that. Was um, they they actually created pods with roofs on them, uh, so that guys could do stunts and jump off of those, as opposed to the chain link, uh, crisscross things. Which, while I liked the uh, I liked the visual of Rob Van Dam falling down with his leg in there and getting grabbed, I could see how that could be prone to injury just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's how you tear certain parts of your body. Oh. Yeah. Um, looking back at the 2002 entrance, so you had Shawn Michaels. He inevitably wins the match. Yeah, Take Shawn Michaels was doing his uh, his comeback. At yes. This time. That was a, this was his little Dutch boy look, where uh, he got himself uh, he got his hair cut. <laughs> he was wearing the uh, the all brown, which I think yes. about his tights. He says his tights weren't finished yet for this particular show. So whatever he wore was like a very pieced together last minute thing. And that's why he looked the way he did at the elimination chamber match in 2002. So Michaels wins, he wins the world heavyweight championship. And like you said, he's, he's on his, his return thing. And uh, he defeats triple H, Chris Jericho, Kane, Booker T, Rob Van Dam. 
Right. Oh my God. So that's a really great stable of guys to be in a ring with. Uh, Jericho, who by the way, becomes like the MVP of, of the elimination chamber. We'll talk about that later, but like, I'm thinking back to that, that Rob Van Dam spot that we just talked about where RVD does the frog splash and ends up like breaking triple H's what was his trachea. Yeah. Like, he, he la- his, his, his shin lands on his trachea. And I'm wondering to myself, did they do that spot? Like, did, did Rob think I have to do that spot because the promotional poster that year was literally Rob Van Dam midair doing the five star frog splash. And he was like, it like kind of like subconsciously, he's like, I got to do it. It's the big spot and I'm on the poster. So we no, I, I just think that that's what these guys did is they'd look at something and go, are you cool if I do this? And if they say, okay, I'm fine. Because if you watch the spot, he's trying to land on his feet. Yeah, he's blowing because it's a little bit hard. It's a little bit higher than I think even he expected. So he's trying to land on his feet to cushion the blow a bit. I think he might have blown on his knee. He on also this as well. He also can't get any of the vertical because, because it's because there's no bounce to to that pot at all, and, and he's jumping off a chain. Footage. Yeah, the from where he's coming off is like right up against his back. So like he's really just just trying, and it's mm-hmm. tough. So yeah, he ends up taking out Triple H in the match, and uh, Triple H is like coughing up blood finishes the match and he's just like can't can't breathe can't talk gotta go to a hospital well you know yeah there there was that but man triple h saved this match in the early moments if if you watch he gets (laughs) jerry lawler bring or yeah lawler's on color for this right of course he is yeah um (laughs) it's raw er, early on it's it's one-on-one and rob's doing they're outside on that first grate and he's doing irish whips into the cage, into the cage, into the cage. And the latch of the door that he's throwing him into comes unhooked. And you see him grab the cage door to save himself on that one. And if that had gone, if that spot had gone poorly, <laughs> I think we never would have seen another, uh, <laughs> another one of these elimination chambers again. N- never mind the fact that they, oh, they opened the wrong pod at, at one That's point. Funny. Yeah, because because Kane comes in instead of uh, instead of HBK, who everybody's expecting, and they just go with it, and 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 of course Triple H has his crushed <laughs> has a crushed trachea. And Jericho's like, "What do we do?" Because <laughs> he you can see him on all fours as, as Kane comes in, going, "They let the wrong guy in." <laughs> <laughs> just call it in the ring. <laughs> what do we do? And Triple H is like, "I don't know. I can't talk right now." Oh man, but that's—I mean, listen—the way that they eventually got through the match, it ends up being clearly a success because they end up doing it for the next God knows how many years. And like you mentioned, they retooled it, and thank God they got a little bit more um, wrestler friendly with it. But also, there was a point where the chamber itself was too big to transport or hold in certain arenas. Yes, so they couldn't run the program; they couldn't run the elimination chamber unless they were at like an arena that the roof could hold X amount of pounds and weights. Right, that was kind of wild. So it's good that they've changed it up. I wonder now what the weight difference is between the original and the reworked one, which by the way, is a lot more TV friendly too. Yes. You can actually see through the holes in the cage. They better. figured out how to shoot it um, eventually so that they could put like either they put a cameraman in there or <laughs> I think they may have cameramen in there now. I don't know for sure. I have to go back and watch one of the newer ones, but yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll have to watch that too because usually they'll just have you know the little hole in the cage and they'll just put the 
camera in there. Um, and like I see Cody Wells in the chat saying, you know, the WWE CW December to December to December to dismember. Easy for me to say uh, that chamber match was in a smaller arena. Yes, it was. But because it was an older arena, for some reason, it could take the weight of the chamber. Mm hmm. Very strange. And yeah, it was a smaller arena. Yes, and that was that was the one where it's like not only did you have somebody in each pod, but they had a weapon as well. So it was, it was also a, the most cursed chamber, wasn't it? Yes, it, it was, I believe so. <laughs> Everyone was like, Oh, we're out, can't be in this match, so it's somebody else. Hardcore Holly's in this match, and everyone's like, What? <laughs> yeah, they combined SmackDown and EC no is this the one they combined SmackDown and ECW? No, they didn't. No, that's the other one. Uh, this, the, yeah, this is this is the ECW title match being decided in the this in 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 the elimination chamber. And they're like, why is Hardcore Holly and there's another old guy that was in there as opposed to just new guys all the time? I want to say Finley. Oh, Finley may have been. In, I'm sure someone's gonna pipe in before I. Yeah, can. someone was, annotate someone annotate my historical errors on this, please. <laughs> that's what I'm. Let's see if for. I can find it here real quick. This is it was oh it was Lashley, Big Show, CM Punk, Hardcore Holly, Rob Van Dam, and Test. Test. So, yeah, I went back and watched this this particular match. Oh, did you? Yes, and I'm trying to remember. I was like, I, I actually watched the entire pay per view because I'm a crazy person. This match and the opening contest of this December to December are the longest matches, and the opening match was the best match. Do you remember what it was? Uh, was Jeff Hardy in it? He was. It was the Hardys against Eminem. Okay. So clearly that's going to be good. And then it was the Elimination Chamber match where like other matches were just awful. Uh, regardless, like this was such a messed up match because the story they were trying to tell was mostly about Paul Heyman. Yeah. Who was about to literally leave the company like three yeah. days later get fired. Yeah. So they didn't know what the hell they were going to do. And yeah, like the fact that it was $50 was absolutely wild. It was, and it also came a month after the the last uh, elimination chamber because they did the raw one at New Year's Resolution or Revolution. Uh, That's right. The the interesting one with uh, it's like okay, Cena, Kane, sure, Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, yeah, and then they had Carlito and Chris Masters in there, and you're just like, huh. <laughs> Uh, but the elimination chamber also has historical significance uh, with the WWE Network. Because I believe yes. Elimination Chamber was the the first all streaming special event that they did after the success of all the all the uh, NXT takeovers that they used basically for for guinea pig stuff. So they put a premium live event on there uh, to grow subscriber base that they weren't putting on pay per view or they had it on pay per view, but it was like no, come to the network and watch it instead. It's cheaper type of a thing. Yeah, the idea was at the time that the they announced the WWE Network at the Rumble 2014 and then yeah. their, their plan was by WrestleMania 30, it was going to be only WWE Network, especially in the US. Uh, and then the idea of the pay-per-view of Elimination Chamber or No Way Out, whatever it was that year. I think it was Elimination Chamber. Anyway, that pay-per-view was in the interim between Rumble and, and Mania. So that was like a dual provider paper and they and they kind of they kind of hedged their bets on it because that was the first tag team elimination chamber and that was also the one for the intercontinental championship with the ryback i they believe was the champion at the time that one that one just shit the bed too nobody yeah. went ryback winning it just then again that was the broken mark henry pod uh and then they had the distinction again in 20 
oh man, was it 2021? When the Peacock deal was announced, they were the last event officially on oh, WWE Network. I did not know that. I had forgotten about that one. And I think okay. that was also a Saudi show, if I'm thinking. If the my- tag team one that year was interesting because that was the one with... Uh, where, is that the one where, where Sin Cara climbed all the way up to the, uh, or Callisto climbed all the way up to the top of the elimination chamber and fell down off of it? I want to say that it was. So 2020. Let me see real quick here. Yeah, it was. It was 2020. So it was Ms. Morrison, New Day. Oh, no, that's 2020. I was thinking 2015. Yeah, the 25th. Okay, yeah, the 2015 one is the New Day versus Cesaro and Tyson Kidd versus Los Matadores versus the Ascension. Yes, the Ascension versus the Lucha Dragons, Kalisto and Sin Cara, and the Primetime Players. Yeah, no, that's the one where Kalisto, I think, went to the roof to to, to drop down off off of it to onto everybody. I thought that was 2021. Maybe I could be I could easily be wrong because they're in both matches. Kalisto was in the one in 2021. Uh, no, I'm thinking of. Um... Lucha House Party. Oh, no, you're thinking of the Lucha House Party. You're thinking Lindsay and Grand Metal League. I could have yeah. sworn that they were the ones who did the, the spot, though. Okay, you might be right. Oh. That one that one I remember being good because Tucker was just a house of fire in that one. He got fired like two months later. Poor Tucker. <laughs> we, 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 we were thinking about him the other day on uh, Tim and Joel. We were like, what happened to Tucker? Do you oh, he was great. Him? I thought he was really good. The problem he, was... They t- I know we're going on like a complete diversion from that's this. fine. I mean, that's what we're here for. Nobody's watching. It's fine. It's funny people. That's good. Um, the whole thing with Tucker was like they had him break off from from what's his face from Otis, and then they did nothing with it. And then on top of that, when they fired him, he was still rudderless. So Tucker ends up becoming like a Twitch streamer, and I was like, okay, it's pandemic. He's fine. Playing a lot of Fortnite. He's like talking about how professionally Fortnite he's going to get. Then he stops and then he's becoming like super crypto bro. And I haven't heard from him since. So I assume they took his thumbs. Let me read you the reaction to the first, uh, first elimination chamber match from, from Dave Meltzer and the wrestling observer. Cause, oh, cause I, cause, cause I love it because it's, um, cause it's almost like a microcosm of like every single observer criticizing events but anyways (laughs) but while it was entertaining on the night the booking decisions reeked of the short-sighted problems that have put the company in the hole it's in among the things noted were the cost of the structure nearly as much as wwe spends on its entire developmental program for a year at a time when the company is making so many cutbacks some viewed it as a wcw like special effects boondoggle where money is poured down the drain building something that isn't worth all that much because the feeling fans want special effects rather than wrestling. There's always going to be an internal debate regarding product mix and with McMahon himself residing on the toilet humor and freak show entertainment side instead of the divergent serious wrestling and realistic angles approach. With two divergent products on television from the same company at the same time for the first time ever, a somewhat fair comparison can be made. The huge and growing ratings disparity between the two versions, particularly when it was the raw version that had a sizable edge when the brand extension started and that's reversed, seems to be an obvious answer what the public wants today. Uh, <laughs> one thing I always love, and I go back and I listen to old Wade Keller audio, and like, there's a lot of the sky is falling that has yes. been around their, their, their general discourse for the last like 20-something years. And like, God bless them. They, I, I, think, I think Wade and Co. are so much fun to listen to, but the doom and gloom will never stop making me laugh. Like, every week it felt like 
raw ratings would come in and on their Tuesday show, they'd be like, raw ratings are in. It's a uh, 4.3 this week down from 4.6. Uh, When's Vince going to make a change to become wrestling, you know, wrestling centric versus this entertainment crap he's doing. Yeah. I can't believe they brought the rock back. What happened to once in a lifetime? Now it's twice in a lifetime. What is this? <laughs> Uh, Ryan Sullivan with the super chat saying, Hey, I love the idea of the show. Check out the other ones we did. Uh, they are probably better than this, but this is still fun. Stop. This is a fine show. <laughs> true. By the way, uh, Ryan sent me a uh, half pound Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh. Uh, that was off of my Amazon wish list. Um, I have since found Reese's pieces with milk chocolate instead of peanuts in the middle. I am low carbing it. So I'm jealous right now. Um, I'll tell you what, the, the the Elimination Chamber is always interesting in terms of booking because you're just like, okay, who's going to who's gonna be made to look bad in the chamber? Who's going to be out of that? Like Booker T in this first one was out of there real quick after doing a spin-a-rooney. But I'll tell you, they've, they've had moments where they did it really well. Like to me, one of the best booked Elimination Chambers ones was when Shayna Baszler just went out there and was killing the other women in there until Oscar came out. And she ended up going the full route, didn't she? I believe so. Yeah. Shayna Baszler did. So she's the only one to have that distinction of going straight through. And then there was someone else who made it all the way until they were scummed to Roman Reigns. And I think that was, was that wasn't Ryback. Was it? Uh... No, 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 no. It was somebody else. It has to be somebody else. We'll see. I got I got to remember who it was but I had so, forgotten they took this thing over to Saudi Arabia and that was just last year. No, <laughs> that's, that's what I find hilarious is like I had to think about it. I'm like this so this is You the- think they just built one over there? You think it's just uh, we we know we <laughs> give a guy a list pretty much. It was like, "Oh, we want Helen Simone." <laughs> it's just like, "How about instead uh Braun Strowman was the guy I was thinking about." Yeah, cuz no, that was a yeah, I just hit it. That's the uh one in 2018 where Reigns beat Braun, Elias. Elias has been around that long. Finn Balor, John Cena, Seth Rollins, and The Miz. Yeah. Jesus. How do you feel about it? And they're, they're talking about in the chat. How do you feel about the fact that the Chamber has become this post-Royal Rumble, WrestleMania thing? Like, it, it's, it's, it's how it's been played out, basically. Because you have the Royal Rumble winner going on to face whoever the champion is. Uh, but you got to fill the the chamber spots. Well, the the problem with it is uh, twofold. Number one, until recently, you could get very very hurt in the elimination chamber, so that could ruin things. But I I never liked the idea of having. Okay, we have the Royal Rumble. It's thirty men from all brands or whatever in there to get a world title shot, and then they decide, well, we'll figure out a way to get this other title on the card so we'll do an elimination chamber type thing it makes everything wordless like i i love the idea of making it just a pure tag team type of event that decides who gets who gets the mania match at the tag team uh you know the tag team mania match because i don't like the idea of having you know either a hot potatoed title reign at elimination chamber which they've done before yeah uh, after the rumble, uh, I, I think I think it lessens the importance of the rumble in some ways, but I also don't like the idea of having two belts either. So, um, yeah, I would have I would have moved this to November up until the point where they had the war games, which they just debuted this past year. I think this would have been a great November staple. 
But, but as usual, it's one of those things where it, it's like any match. It's like any match with a gimmick in it. Um, I prefer if you build it up and you make five other contenders for the for for the title and then you defend the title in there and then it feels like anybody can win and it feels like a big deal versus well you know like they used to do with hell in the cell well it's july or it's october time to do hell in the cell type of thing i would much prefer they they put this in their bag of tricks and they pull it out as necessary versus well now we're going to do this every year in february or something like that one thing they did this year which i appreciate was uh having the women do the um the Kings of Pro Wrestling, the the New Japan Rambo finish, where the the last five women or last four women from the Royal Rumble who didn't win were immediately put into the chamber, and then they figured out the other two by having a couple of matches. Uh, that wasn't bad. I liked that. It wasn't bad, and that was actually an idea that I had. I had pitched on other shows, trying to get the title split off of Roman if they really wanted to go that route and still have Cody have a championship going into WrestleMania where Roman would have beat down KO after their match so badly that Adam Pierce had to strip him from the title. The board of directors said we're doing it. And the last six men who were in the Royal rumble, the winner, notwithstanding, they're going to get a shot for this vacant WWE championship. And then Cody gets to face whoever he wants. Um, I think what they did ended up being ultimately better. You don't make the champion look like an idiot. Instead, you have these these women going for a title shot uh, in the chamber and it works because it's the winner, uh, the winner who didn't, uh, what am I saying? Rhea Ripley picked one. It's a consolation uh, prize for people who didn't win the rumble, but they still did okay. Or the the winner chose the SmackDown women's champion. Right. So they have to find a way to at least get the raw women's championship match uh, to be more important. And that yeah. was the way they did it. And I think that made more sense than anything I had just said regarding Roman Reigns and the double titles. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll. Yeah, but this does nothing for like a U- United States title. I'm sorry. It doesn't. It, it's it's a match with, uh, you know, <laughs> with guys. <laughs> and girls. <laughs> well, no, no. The United States title match. Or the U.S. title. Well, the U.S. title match, it felt like this year they realized we've had every single title defended in the Elimination Chamber. And that's true for the U S title. And so they were like, well, here's our first time ever. And that's what WWE loves to do is sound the alarm and say first time ever. Uh, we got a super chat from Devin Alomar saying that this is agreed. This is a great show format. Two guys with great chemistry, love and knowledge of wrestling. That's questionable. Uh, and broadcasting chops. That is even more <laughs> questionable. Thank you. Wait, love- which part is questionable love or knowledge? Because I'm kind of, <laughs> yes. If there's one thing Jeff and I are going to do, it's we're going to show up and talk. We'll, we'll show up and talk. That's a, <laughs> we'll fill the time. I'm mostly here because uh, <laughs> Jeff always makes me sound funnier. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, God, I love you. <laughs> that's why I'm on the back bench and fightful. That's why, I, that's why they replaced me with Denise. I got you. Um, You're a Bengals fan. Sean should be salivating to have you on. Yeah, I know. We haven't really talked all that much Bengals this year, uh, except in a private room where we talk, talk in the kvetch. Uh What's your favorite Elimination Chamber match? Not the best, but your favorite. So the first one always sticks out to me just because I remember watching it so vividly as a kid. Mm-hmm. Other than that, the the women's, the women's one where... Alexa Bliss ultimately wins. Mickey's uh, in there. Sasha's Bailey. Sasha kicks <laughs> Bailey's hand. Yeah, where she does the the <laughs> Lion King spot. Yeah, 
and then Mandy and and Sony Deville are in there. And my favorite part about that whole thing is Mandy is the first woman ever to be elim- the first woman to be eliminated from the elimination chamber, and also the first woman to be eliminated from the Royal Rumble ever. So like she's got those first distinctions right down pat, and no one can take those away. Uh, but other than that, the match was fine. Like it worked, and the story wasn't actually terrible. Uh, and then Bliss does this stupid promo where she's like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, she does it. Oh yeah, she does the oh I'm so heartfelt, heartfelt." And then she turns on everybody, and like that just ah. the Alexa Bliss staple for so long. But oh god, the match itself had a lot of like redeeming qualities, and I, I do remember that one from See, time. To I time. adore. I'm I'm in the same neighborhood as you. I adore the women's tag. That was good too. I there there are so many little things in there. Um, number one, it was important to Bailey and Sasha, so they were they were working their ass off on that. And also, Sonya and Mandy actually looked like a real team, which was yeah. nice. But the underrated MVPs of that match are the Iconics. They're so who cool. were who were fantastic flakes in every way. Mm-hmm. They come they come in. They're doing their they're doing their cocky thing and then naya and tamina come in and they're doing the little they're, they're going by each pod they're going by each pod and, and the icons are doing that thing with their fingers where the points are they just hit the glass and the look on their face <laughs> yeah exactly where they're so frightened and then they get called in and naya and tamina surround their pod and they're trying to keep the pod closed and they just get killed and taken out of there. It was so beautiful. Uh, and I'm, it was dumb. It was a waste of a team in there. Don't get me wrong. But it was also just what I needed at that time. <laughs> they won the tag titles later on anyway. What does it matter? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they don't treat these women. They don't treat any tag titles well in WWE. Let's let's be honest. Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, Although the Usos thing has been the best they've treated them in two decades. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm looking forward to how that uh how that plays out, especially at this year's Elimination Chamber, because only one Uso is going to make it over the border. So uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you still got the Freebird rules. You can still do all that. Oh, yeah. Uh, also, the 2019 Elimination Chamber was uh, very special because you had the Kofi Mania run going on. Oh, yeah, that's right. He replaced um, Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali, yeah. Yeah. So at the time, right, everyone was it, it was a slow and sudden groundswell for Kofi uh, seemingly out of nowhere because as a singles guy, like it's all of a sudden just someone kind of put it out there. They're like Kofi's never done it. And he's been doing this for so long. He deserves it. It was kind of like big E and, and uh, Xavier Woods were just kind of putting it out there. And then someone picked it up and ran with it. Next yeah. Time, Kofi was getting the spots. They did the gauntlet match, which was absolutely wild. He lasted, you know, what is 35 minutes to get into the match. Uh, yeah. It was just, it was perfect. And it really told good story. Yeah, the, the ones the ones I like are the ones where you get a nice story like that, or you get booked or something. The ones I don't like are when they're like that. Remember the one where Daniel Bryan wins and he has to have an immediate title match right after that. <laughs> yes, twenty twenty one. Yeah, that I'm was just like I'm like, dude, <laughs> that was so good. How can you be? A, how can you be upset about that? Uh... I just hated the stipulation because it's like, okay, so he has to go through this whole thing and then immediately have the title match afterwards. A minute and a half that match. Yeah, yeah. Was it always supposed to be immediate or they just kind of called it like it wasn't it wasn't made that way until the match finished and then they said, oh, by the way, the match is now. 
I think it was called on the fly. Uh, or okay. not on the fly, but I think yeah, it was called that's there. How told the story. And yeah. then of course Brian gets put into the, the main event match anyway because Edge wasn't good enough for Reigns. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, no, I'm looking through this lineup. I'm trying to remember. I, I thought MVP was in more than one because I really, I was going, oh, I really liked the one that Finlay and MVP looked good in. And then I realized that's my least favorite, <laughs> least favorite one of all time because that's the one I said with Undertaker and uh, Viscera and yep. the Great Kali. I got to find it. There was, I had a list of people, people who were in the Elimination Chamber for. Uh, like, like just the the number of times and like who made one appearance. Oh, I I got that in oh, front. I just figured it out. I just got them here. Wait, Swagger Santino. Santino had a hell of a run in 2012. Santino <laughs> almost won the damn thing. He made it very far. Uh, Ryback Kevin Owens has only been in one, which is surprising. Uh, Carlito Austin Theory is about to go into a second. Cody Rhodes has been in the Elimination Chamber, but he's not going to be in this year's Elimination Didn't Chamber. Realize Brock had only been in one. Well, that's the one that he strong armed his way into. Yeah, where who who did was it? Edge he threw up. He beat up and put himself in there. Or I forgot who he replaced, but that was a. Uh, oh man, now I I, mm, I forget. Okay, I'm trying that's to find who it was. Oh god, that one with Ted DiBiase and Cody Rhodes in it. <laughs> oh no, that was it. Was the um, 2022 was Brock's first one, right? Or was he in one before that? Let me see. No, he was in one before that. I know he was. No, it was 2022. That's the only one he's been in, I believe. Weird. Oh, yeah, there you go. And that was the one where, where Bobby Lashley got taken out. Yeah. Early in the match. Because no, I, I was trying to... Oh, no, Edge took somebody out once and took their place. Edge I think they were in 2009. Yeah, that's and, the one. And, Edge, and then took in the match. Yeah. Right. It was the same, that was the same spot I was talking about with Mysterio and Jericho. Right. Where Mysterio clobbers his own face into the glass. I... You know, I don't think that's a legally binding contract. If you beat somebody up on the way of the ring and take their place, then you're automatically in the match. <laughs> I'm just saying, goddamn. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> you know, it's like Becky Lynch walking out. Go, I'm taking her place in this rumble. <laughs> like, I don't think that, that show. I was live and in person to that show, and people were all about it. They didn't care. Oh yeah, no. I uh, was that uh, Phoenix. That was Phoenix. Yeah, yeah that was I was there too. too. That was such. When a they f- ran out of food thirty minutes into the pre-show. That was great. So they had a, a Royal Rumble burger. It was like a really special one that was like a heart attack on a bun. Sold out in 15 minutes. Just like that. Yeah. My favorite, it's not even that. Fast forward to SummerSlam at Allegiant Stadium. I don't know if you know the story, but the uh, the uh all of the um, terminals went down. Yeah. So they couldn't take Deborah to credit. And then they were like, well, we can't, we're a cashless venue. So they started having to give away food and drinks. But like I, at this point, personally, I'm like, I'm hunkered down, man. Like my seats are. This is why I don't go to stadium shows anymore. Cause I've, I've been to too many where I went to the, the, the mania in Dallas where like the snack bar on our level was, was down because they hadn't tested anything. What? And there was an almost riot there. And th- these were in the, uh, the, uh, the, the premium cushy seat area. Oh, yeah. 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 In that lower bowl. Yeah. I just, yeah. Never again. Never again, Joel. <laughs> I uh I'm just trying to remember when I when I went to that SummerSlam, uh this is my, my story of getting tickets is always fun cuz I don't go to shows with a ticket. I 
figure it out the day of. I literally bought my tickets to Vegas oh, in my hotel that. and set up everything and did not buy any tickets to SummerSlam because I was like, between people I know and just my ability to find a seat at the last minute and not pay full price, I'll be okay. The most important thing is, can I get my, can I fly there and stay there for a good amount of, you know, for a good amount, right? For a cheap price. And I did. So the morning of there's, if you, if you, if you watch anything on love wrestling, you can probably find the VOD. I was on live wrestling this past week. They're good, by the way. You were with yeah. Plugo and uh, and JPJ. Yeah, I was on Between Two Beards. Yeah, they're, they're good. Yeah. So, so I'm with JPJ and Spencer Love, who runs the site, who I'm, whom I'm seeing this week. Uh, and they're doing their preview of SummerSlam in the hotel. We're all staying together and in Embassy Suites. And so I'm like, I'm in the background of their shot on my phone the whole time and like it's a, it's just a bit at this point like some people pop into like is that joel in the background <laughs> no selling it so what i'm doing at the time is looking on Ticketmaster for my seat and like i can sit here so there okay there's a floor seat for 35 bucks like a legitimate floor seat and i was like i'm a single so i could just buy the seat and then go and sit way up front and no one's gonna touch me because i'm just the one guy uh, and then I got a message from Andrew Zarian being like, hey, you need a ticket. And I was like, fine, I'll sit with you. Yeah. I'm looking through some of these lineups, though. Triple H defeated Edge, Big Show, Jeff Hardy, The Undertaker, and Vladimir Kozlov. That is my favorite. It was an awful, awful match. <laughs> that was a big one, too. Like, that was a physically large uh, edition of the uh, the Elimination Chamber. Jericho defeating Undertaker, CM Punk, John Morrison, Rey Mysterio, and R Truth. <laughs> was that 2010? Yeah. That was the year when they lit him on fire. And yeah. Undertaker. Yeah, where he has second degree burns and he's yeah. pouring water on himself in the yeah. pod while he's, he's just sitting there waiting to kill that lighting hand. That's that pyro guy. <laughs> oh, if I got my hands on him. And then he comes to the back after the match and he won. And he's just like, I don't want to see that man ever again in my life, or I will do things that are unspeakable. And he was fired, I believe, summarily. Well, yeah. you know what the pyro guy should have done was get some cucumbers and load up the boots, and uh, we would have been okay. <laughs> don't don't come next to me with those cucumbers. Somebody asked me if I'm going to his one dead man show next week, and I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> Member berries the show. You don't want to see that? <laughs> Matt McCarthy and uh, <laughs> everybody going up and doing their Chris Farley. But hey, Undertaker, you remember that time when you slammed mankind through a hell in a cell? That was cool. Uh, that was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Were, remember when you were in the Beatles, man? <laughs> I'd be like, hey, you remember when you were mean Mark Callis and you fought Lex Luger for the WCW <laughs> United States MMA title? And then you left. Who was that? How come, we, how come we never got the team of you and Sid as the skyscrapers? That's what I'd be asking. That's just dumb answer. crap like that. You can so ask him all the questions. He just won't answer them. He yeah. meanders around them. Yeah. Uh, the, the guys that we watch wrestling podcast, shout out to them. They they went over Rumble weekend to go see it, and they were like not impressed. <laughs> they they were like, he did not tell a story from start to finish. He meandered. Well, those are all actors yeah. too. So it's one of those things where it's like uh or performers of some kind. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah. I'll break down this as a performance type of thing. Uh, let's ask about this year's sure uh, elimination chamber because I think it's fairly cut and dry. I think Austin Theory's going out as the winner 
and yes. successfully defends this and then does a U.S. title challenge and John Cena comes out to accept or something to that effect. I'm fine with that. Honestly, I don't think there's anything wrong with, the, with popping the crowd. If the rest of the matches are strong enough, uh, go for it. There still seems to be like there's a, there's a match missing from this card. Yeah. Or like right now. You mean for WrestleMania? No, no. For Elimination Chamber. No, there's oh. a oh, there's one that's about to be added this Monday. So yeah, there you go. Um, Remember that women's gives some intrigue to me because Oscar seems straight ahead, mm-hmm. but <laughs> Nikki Cross is looking. No, what are you going to go? For? I can make a case for Raquel Rodriguez winning this thing. Of course you can. You can make a. She's been on top for a while on top as right. a super fight of the next generation type thing. I could see a case for Liv. And do, and giving her the underdog push to a WrestleMania main event, I don't think I, I don't think they're going to. I think the chance is small. And there's a part of me, there's a small, tiny little overbook everything part of me that says Becky Lynch finds her way in here. No, I I, I think Becky's. Part you, of that. you think she's gonna? Do, you think it's the Legends match? You think she's slumming yeah. it at Mania this year? No, no, no. I think the uh, I think the 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 three on three is is at Elimination Chamber. Oh, you! Oh, so you think it's 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 Lita, Becky, and and Trish versus Damage Control at, at elimination? Oh, okay. I do because remember, what's the eliminate? What's the WrestleMania women's tag match? No, oh, right now it's Damage Control versus Shayna and Ronda. But I I assume that you take the titles off of uh, Damage Control so that uh, you could do what the whole time the whole Damage Control story has been that they're so story themselves. Stop. <laughs> damage control story. Oh, Joel, you are such a card. You're yes. such a kidder. The, oh, go ahead. Sorry. The, the characters of damage control. There's no story. You're right. There's, there's minimal story. The, the characters come off as three women who are so blindly full of themselves that they luck into these super situations, such as the women's tag match or multiple women's title matches. Uh, that being said, those two EO and Dakota taking on Rousey and Shayna, you got to find a way to, uh, to turn damage control or at least turn EO and Dakota. No, are yes. you not? They're, they're going to make, they're going to make Ronda the baby face in this. No, they're not. Not after last night. Okay. Not, not after what happened on SmackDown. See, I, don't I think, think they take it off of them and they give it to live in Raquel. And then you have live in Raquel versus, uh, versus the you might even have a multi-women tag in here that that's probably what's going to happen because they always do that but man come on who doesn't remember mandy rose slipping on the ramp wasn't that a good time right here samoa joe in the pond show mandy rose slipping on the slip and slide florida Hashtag Tampa. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a multi tag thing, and that's how they win the titles because Damage Control is gonna be in there, Liv and Raquel is gonna be in there. They'll find a way to get Carmella in there. <laughs> so my feeling is the night after WrestleMania, you have Casey squared from NXT uh, make their name. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, no, and I think that's why they split up uh, Toxic Attraction uh, for now because it's one of those things where they were clamoring, we need more teams up here. Well, if you have more teams, you don't have one team that you can focus on. I think they're going to focus on the KC squared team. I think you're right about that. Yeah. So you bring them up the night after mania, but they should be winning the tag titles in that. I agree. So who's going to be the champion that night? If not Rhonda and Shayna, unless they start as Shayna and Rhonda break up the night after WrestleMania, because Shayna eats the pinfall in like a surprise loss. 
and they held the titles for one night and Rhonda's so pissed that she goes after her friend and now Shane is making a turn. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah, we got to split every women's tag team because none That's can survive. Yeah, a- this is another year where another women's tag team or uh, let me let me get this tweet give oh zach ralph from love wrestling with that we're looking at a fourth straight wrestlemania where no women's tag team survive it as a unit for a full year it's true this is this and you know what like this is the thing that ultimately upsets sasha yeah. and naomi right yeah in, in and the in them yeah regardless like these were the things that ultimately pissed them off. So I get it. They haven't proven to us that their women's division is beyond just championship. Not well, the also team. the thing that sends people like FTR away too. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. I mean, not, not just the women, but the men. It's like it's like these tag titles that you need to make them make something, or or because I love tag team wrestling, and they just leave. Yeah. So this, this was, is why this is why I continue to say that if you have. Sammy and KO beat the Usos at WrestleMania, then you need to make those titles so much more important. And they are important right now because they're starting to put more emphasis on the tag team title uh, matches that they're having. And they're going to start putting more emphasis on the story of these two teams going against each other. Um, the, the, the title change will be important. And then what KO and Sammy do as champions is potentially even bigger. What if you intro KC squared in the Mania match? I hate it. Okay. Only, no, because, only because I don't like debuting people at WrestleMania. And I think Triple H is or not even at WrestleMania, but I mean, for the match, that's where they, and then they win it. No, only because there's no build. There's no reason they, they just, they're just they suck at build though. I mean, in terms of the lower card, except for, with the exception of the main event matches, my belief is, is yeah. my belief is Paul Levesque has, been through enough raw after manias okay. as talent to know that that's something the fans want to bring back. Yeah. I have a feeling he wants to bring the raw after mania concept and uh, just the excitement of it back to the forefront. And I, and, and if there's one thing that I've noticed with the PLEs, with the pay-per-views, whatever you want to call them is that they're, fa- they're, they're fairly straightforward and that it's the TV show that matters the most the next night. It's how they pick yeah. up the story the next night on free TV because ultimately we're selling you on the match. We're not selling you on the angle unless you're Sammy and the bloodline, which, you know. Okay, more reckless speculation then because sure. I, I have a list of people that I think are getting moved up. Are you just looking at the NXT roster? Casey Squared. Okay. Uh, Trevor Lee slash uh, Cameron Grimes, hey. whatever they're going to they're gonna call him. Um Boy, I, I I I do think they bring up Braun as champion. I don't. I think Melo is going to take those titles at uh, Stand and Deliver. Okay, I can I can buy that too. And then they do they do Melo versus. I think they I think they bring up Braun as the NXT champion, and then he loses the title when he goes back. They do that that kind of deal. They did that already. They had I know they'll do it again on Raw when Vince was in charge, and no one liked it. No one. Yeah. No one cared. No one gave a shit. There's such a difference in. NXT now versus what it was even eight months ago, that it's such a different beast that it doesn't cross over well. Okay, uh, let let me also give you another caveat. I think Vince is in charge of creative by the time Mania comes around. That's a possibility. And if they do that, this is the only thing I want. I want Cameron Grimes and Ilya Dragunov as a tag team. And I want Vince McMahon to call Ilya Dragunov Ivan Dragon, Russian oligarch, who has tons of money. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the (laughs) time. And I want him to sign the Outrunners. Um, 
Yes, please. Took it right from underneath Tony Khan. He can't have my company. I'll have it stars. I'll use them to trash tag team wrestling again. <laughs> FTL runners. Yeah, no, this is interesting because it, it's one of those things where when you're looking at the Mania card and the original plan was Ronda and Becky in a title uh, consolidation match. Been there, done that. Yeah, and now, I mean, but what, okay, so so if they do the sixth person there, then, then what does Becky do for Mania? She's too big of a star to not be in like a, a you know... Unless you've just cooled her down completely, or you throw her, you throw her into Charlotte and Rhea. No, can't do that. Can't do that. Have her and Roxanne have a match. See, that's why I'm thinking she might find her way into this chamber. No, I love Oscar. I love me some crazy clown PTA mom Oscar. Let her dresses up and has a clown. Peas. Let her eat a tomahawk steak in peace. No, I will let her eat a steak in peace. It's just one of those things where, like, when she cleaned up to to, to go in that ring against in that backstage ring where they do the interviews and they were introducing Carmella and she's like dressed up like she's a mom going to a PTA meeting and she's drooling and stuff. I, you know, that does it for mom. Oh no, I don't think so. <laughs> Natty, Natty could get taken out again. But I feel she like it should be taken out again. <laughs> but if Natty gets taken out again, then it's not bad. in Canada. You're not taking her out in Canada. Why not? She's, it's, she's it's getting the, the hope spot in Canada. It's she's a getting a hope spot. No, it's a heart in Canada. What do you do to a heart in Montreal? You screw them. That's right. So you screw her and she doesn't make it to the chamber match. See, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Roman beats Sammy with a, with a sharpshooter. And that just drives that crowd nuts. I actually really love that idea. Doesn't do a guillotine. He does the sharpshooter. Does a sharpshooter to a knocked out Sammy. Sammy's already been screwed by whoever's going to screw him over. He puts on the uh, puts on the uh, sharpshooter. I swear to God. Oh, he's out. Ring the bell on on Friday in Montreal on SmackDown. If Roman Reigns or Paul Heyman doesn't drop the line, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be, the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. If they don't do that, what are we doing? Yeah, just, just and, and want a live webcam at Brett's house where he can trash Goldberg after he says that. That would be great. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm sure there's something for Becky. I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's weaseling her way into the elimination. Chamber. No, I, I know that, but it's one of those things where, like, and this is why I was saying, well, if Vince is in charge of it, it's like he's gonna put Becky in as the main event of of one of those women's matches. And I'm still a little mad that Bailey's not getting her flowers for a mania main event because she's the only horsewoman who hasn't. And when she was red hot after carrying the company during the pandemic era, her and Sasha and Asuka carried that company. They yep. made her the host. Here, go go do dumb comedy sketches with the NWO and get beat up by the Bellas. That's your reward. Oh, they were down the ramp, too. Yeah. That's sad. I know. Yeah, Becky, you did Becky versus Lita already. Did they? They did it on the, the Saudi show. Oh, that's right. And it was a really good match considering Lita is not exactly wrestling every week. Well, the, they can do it without the threat of death. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she could, she knows how to do the moonsault, okay? She's not going to break her neck, Jeff. Come no, on. No, no. I meant from Saudi. I'm aware of what <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> 
listen, I think it's a good I, it's a good question to have. What do we do with Becky and what do you do with Bailey at, at WrestleMania? Well, ba- Bailey, they're, Bailey, they're gonna mistreat. She's gonna be in some like battle royal or yeah, something. They'll, they'll like put that. them in the, the WrestleMania battle royal, but that's typically the night before. Oh, is it? Oh, well, yeah, they did something. Well, something. Well, I mean, that just depends. I mean, they got two nights now. They can put a battle royal in somewhere. Becky versus Tiffany Stratton. I'm here for that. I am a Tiffany Stratton fan. Becky versus Saul Ruka. No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer right there. Wendy Chu versus Becky. Wendy Chu versus I'm here Saul. for that. No, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, There's no one coming up past the pipeline that makes sense to bring up for this match. Yeah. But th- we're talking about Elimination Chamber, so let's go back to it. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Theory is going to win. Theory has to win this. And I think that they then uh, – see, and I wonder what they do with Bobby Lashley then for Mania as well because I don't think it's Brock. I think it's going to be Brock and Gunther. I think they're going with that. I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I talked about this on another podcast last night. I said, you know, Brock has to beat Bobby at Elimination Chamber, get his win back, and then – they do the beatdown from MVP and co and they reform the hurt business and that's fine. But I was like, you just, you can't, you cannot go with the visual of Brock Lesnar beating down Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, MVP and Bobby Lashley in February. Oh no, that's happening. <laughs> that's <laughs> happening Monday. Are you kidding me? He's going, they, they gave the hurt business the win on Monday just to job them to, to, to Brock this Monday night. You to remember, build up. Do you remember the year on Black History Month? <laughs> they had Seth Rollins do the bring back the curb stomp on Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but MLK Day, and they brought back the stomp on Big E. That was five years ago, or say almost six years ago now. We're going up to that level of tone deafness. Actually, this is a pretty good. Oh, time. that's still not that's still not the worst. We're, we're, when, when was when was what was the month where they had Ron Killings come out in a Confederate general uniform in Richmond, Virginia? <laughs> I want to say that was February. Oh, I got to look that up. I don't remember that. Oh, man. But I might be wrong on that. It might be July. I, I get those two mixed up because they're the same month. It's July 4th, 2020. Okay, never mind. Okay, never Maybe mind. Maybe not there. Hold on. We're still on. doing it in Richmond. Uh, still, like one of those things, that's the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching wrestling, I think. And I've seen so many racist angles from the 80s. It wasn't July 4th. Sorry, that's when the article went up. All right. This happened. This was posted 11 years ago. It was probably summer. June 7th, 2011. Oh, good Lord. Wow. Called himself Uncle Sam. Jeez. Uh, yeah, so so you'll have Bobby Lashley available for a match. You'll have Becky available for a match. And uh, I wanted to bring this up. Cody in the chat mentioned uh, bits aside, Becky and Seth versus Edge and Beth. I don't hate that. Uh, no, because Seth's getting uh, Logan Paul. Oh, that's right. Seth and Logan. So, and, and plus it would be Becky versus Bailey in a Seth on a pole match. <laughs> you can leave any time you want. Just blink twice. Oh, man. Someone in the chat asking... Uh, if I'm going to be at the chamber, yes, I'm going to be representing Fightful at Elimination Chamber. I have my. Hopefully, they don't watch this beforehand because then it's like I'm not putting that on professional. Whoops! On there. Whoops! That's fine. I'm I'm not there to be a professional anything other than just a guy who talks into a microphone. Walk up to Sammy Zayn and be like, "So Are you in comp for the show? We'll talk offline." <laughs> Oops! Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, okay. 
Do you think? Do you think Sammy's going to get a haircut and get a real job going into? Uh, is he going to get his old music? Is he going to be able to use the? Uh, he's going to get it together like his big brother Bob. The C, what is it, CTO or CFO? The CFO music. <laughs> yeah, it's called Worlds Apart. I think is the name. Of the song. Yeah. Because <laughs> number one, that that's just. Prof- <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, audio. I'll read it. Well, back. They were friends. <laughs> Susan B. Anthony and May Young. So yeah. <laughs> May Young being destroyed by the Dudleys on Susan B. No, um, but yeah, the, boy, speaking of malfeasance, Asuka's new theme just sucks ass, uh, by the way. Soccer mom mix. Oh, God. How do you take away that theme from her? You got to you gotta give Sammy the uh, the ska. You got to give it to him. Yeah, you kind of do. And I, I... Screw it. Give me the mighty, mighty boss tones live in Montreal. <laughs> we could do it. We got Planet Smashers to do it instead. They're from Vancouver. Get the bowling together for soup, somebody like that. No, you got bowling for soup, and they're going to do the Alexa Bliss theme. Oh, that's right. What's what's Bray going to do at WrestleMania? Uh, him versus Uncle Howdy in, in the a, uh, in a, in a, a just crunch match. No, it's a it's you're not yourself when you're hungry match from Snickers, and so they keep doing like the uh, they they and Jeremy Borash is going to produce it, and they're going to go through all the gimmicks that Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt have had. He's going to be husky. He's gonna be uh, Bo Dallas. He's gonna be, uh, he's gonna be uh, Cape Fear Bray. Mm, he's yeah. gonna be the Fiend. He's gonna be whatever the hell he is now. He's gonna be <laughs> Biker Bray. Is uh, he gonna be Pitch Match? Pitch Match Black. Pitch Pitch Black Match Bray. Yep. Where he's uh, like from Reboot. Malibu Bray. Is that when he has? <laughs> is that when he has like a big sports coat on? Where he has he a pink. Like, he has a pink Corvette. It's great. Yeah, Malibu Bray. <laughs> It's coming out. Gonna do that. Got a new hat. I want it. I want it. I want it. I want Got a it. new hat. <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> oh my amazing. god! It's Biker Bray. What are we gonna do? It's the Bray American badass. <laughs> oh no! Why are we doing this? Bray and Alexa versus Cross and Scarlet. Do you think Carrying Cross is gonna face Cody Rhodes? for the WWE undisputed championship by SummerSlam. Yes. I think so too. I think it's going to, cause you got to give him more heels. You got to give him more like care, like character cartoony heels and cross is the right guy. And, and, but, but Cody will make it his mission to give them an edge. Oh, absolutely. You know, cause I mean, yeah, the cross and Scarlet thing is goofy and, and, don't get me wrong. Cody has Cody has his southern instincts, but man, he still has some sports entertainment in him. Yeah, yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I, ay, ay, ay. that might be the SummerSlam match. Although, no, he's gonna be on Raw the whole time. It's not gonna be going. I don't think he's gonna get both belts. I think he's gonna split them. What he's gonna do is he's gonna say the people. These are the people's belts, and uh, and Dude. so the SmackDown belts going back to SmackDown where it belongs. And then they're going to tournament. Fridays. <laughs> yeah. I'm being a good Jew, Cody Rhodes. Wow. <laughs> I don't work. I don't work on Shabbos. That's all he's saying. Okay. I, get it. Okay. I wouldn't either. Got a super chat from Devin Almar saying the Bray Wyatt glitter match brought to you by Starry Soda, the Sierra Mist replacements. Nice. Oh, yeah. Now we, we go. Yeah. I, I still think Snickers is going to be all over that with, with the, Oh, it'll be a great comedy match, cinematic match with costume changes and stuff. Shout out to mod Mike, by the way, mentioning that uh, the Dragula mix of Charlotte's new theme is the win. Have you heard this yet? No, I have not. I don't think Maybe it's on my Twitter. I'll send it to you later. Is it good or bad? That's amazing. The first time I heard it, when I you did say amazing. Are you saying it's good or bad? 
I am did. I gonna, am I going to hate my wife for li- taking three minutes out to listen to this thing? Have you heard her new theme? Like you've heard the EDM remix theme that she's coming out to now, Charlotte? I don't think I have. Okay. But I haven't so, been listening. I kind of tune out when Charlotte comes out now. I get it. So the first time I heard it, I was like, this is just a remix version of Dragula. And by Rob Zombie? By Rob Zombie. And then that, I song, that song lives in my head, by the way, Dragula. Because I was working at Universal Studios uh, when we brought back Halloween Horror Nights. And they gave one of those uh, one of the haunted houses to to Rob Zombie, and <laughs> just played Dragula over and over, over, over again. That's awful. I effing hate that song. So I can't play it here because because oh, we'll yes, we'll copyright. We'll get copyright struck. I'll play it for you afterwards, and uh, I'll I'll retweet it on my Twitter at Joel Pearl. Uh, right. if you guys, listen to it because that that's that's where it is. Uh, do we have anything else? What what else is going on at Chamber before we uh, disband for the night? No, we have, we have, I mean, everything's, see, everybody's going to be bypassing the chamber matches waiting for the Sammy match. Yeah, absolutely. You've got the hometown. One match show again. Well, you know, Edge and Beth versus the Judgment Day and then Trish and Lita, Trish being back. Can can I give uh, props to Dominic Mysterio? 100% all the time. Yes, absolutely. Because my God, because this started out as, I mean, we were doing, I was doing a bit on Shake Them Ropes. We're doing uh, Mysterio Science Theater 3000, where it was basically just bad community theater because my, 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 my concept was Ray and Dominic are related, but they've only met each other for the first time every time they do a vignette. As your son. I, yes, and as your father, I need to, you know, just doing that terrible labeling stuff. He has been amazeballs since doing 30 minutes in the drunk tank at a local prison. And it's, he's now a hardened criminal. It's incredible. He's amazing. It's, it's incredible what happens when you take the shackles off of only working with your dad and being like, here, go on the road with your peers and learn a thing or two. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted him in an episode of Oz. Uh, I, I wanted, I want him to, to accompany Rhea down to ringside in WrestleMania by holding her pocket the entire way down. <laughs> I want them to go full on prison b for <laughs> i was saying coming into mania i was saying that this should be Rhea shouldn't be challenging for the title i was like respectfully i want Rhea to challenge for a women's title eventually but not not now because she is the second the baby face in this feud <laughs> the fans but anyway the Rhea point is. I was to make was that instead of having Rhea challenge for the women's title why wouldn't you do dom versus ray with Rhea there at ringside so that, you know, either they, either Ray overcomes both of them and that's it for Ray Mysterio or, you know, the, the, Oh what? no, Dom's putting his boy over at mania. No, I know Ray's going to Ray would lose the match. He yeah. would look up at the lights. Yeah. That would be his final match. I think Ray was just like, I got another year. And I think it'll probably be for the mask. Yeah. I would they, do did, they did. They did an interview. Interesting angle last night, uh, only on the uh, social on media social. between, uh, between, uh, Santos Escobar and Ray, and now I thought it was really good. <laughs> Odd times is when you can't get ramen from the commissary. <laughs> Hard times is when you're making gooch in the toilets. But but it's like you were in the drunk tank for 45 minutes and released on your own reconnaissance with no charges. Yeah, but that's hard time, dude. <laughs> Cody's gonna speak to Dominic's Latin culture, and that's how he wins the match. <laughs> I I took a chair and I hit the biggest guy in the room. Sure, he was six foot eight, 
and in there for tax evasion. <laughs> <laughs> but it counts, damn it. it counts. I'm white. What are you doing to me? <laughs> Unhand me, you fool. <laughs> what are you doing? Bob does all our taxes every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Bob had it coming. You should cut this off. <laughs> I don't think we're getting any better than this. No, we're not getting any better. Uh, we should all go watch NWA Nuff Said. Oh, God. No, no, no. It's called Nuff Said, not I, I hope Cat Timp, like helps Tyrus win. <laughs> I just hope Black Cheese has a good night. <laughs> like him. Jeff, let's get out of here. Go plug yeah. stuff. Uh, I do a show called Shake Them Ropes on the Voices of Wrestling Network. Uh, we kind of do this, but as a longer show about all of all of the weird snarkiness that we can think of for wrestling, both WWE and AEW. I'm also on another Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash fight game media. I do the Dynamite show, a deep dive deconstruction of Dynamite that we start about 10 minutes after the show. So it's nothing but hot takes and bad takes usually. Uh, but no, we do that uh, every Thursday. It goes up about an hour after Dynamite uh, goes off the air. Uh, actually, that's Wednesday, not Thursday. Stupid. And you can just follow me at Game 13 snark, uh, arcane references, uh, telling Joel he's a bad father. That's what I enjoy doing. <laughs> Although Joel is popular with people. Joel Joel's getting some of get some getting some of the uh, Twitter ladies who love him being a daddy. I'm, I'm kind of impressed by that. What can I say? I love my I love my kid. Uh, most of the time, today he was a real terror of a mother. Shake your ropes. How how long do you guys actually go? You mean for a show or how long we've been going? Uh, usually about an hour fifteen. Oh, okay, that's not so bad. I was like, no. I was scared. We're, we're not a three-hour flagship like Voices of Wrestling. We, yeah. we 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 try and make brevity the solo way. Uh, this week, if I need to plug it. I asked uh, Chat GPT <laughs> for a wrestling podcast script, and they gave it to me. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, and you broke Chat GPT. Uh, well, it, it it said I don't understand why the creative team won't let them have more uh, freedom. And then I said, and then I said, do a uh, do a podcast by uh, two guys who are jaded about wrestling, and it was perfect. It was absolutely perfect, Joel. And they spit out a uh, Todd Martin and Wade Keller exclusive. I'm very jaded about the state of WWE. It's like the storytelling doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they gave you an episode of Sour Graps is what they did. Uh, I also had put in a uh, after the show. I don't know if it was during the show, but it might have been. It might have been after the show. I asked them to do a uh, NXT script with Booker T. Oh, no, being was, a show killer, and it's just it's just Shucky Ducky Quack Quack every other line, and then Champagne Wishes and Caviar Dreams, and then once in a while he tosses in some praise for Roxanne and anyone else who works Reality of Wrestling. Yes, uh, yeah, get your plugs in, Joel. All right. I am at Joel Pearl. I'm not hard to find. J-O-E-L-P-E-A-R-L. Uh, I host every Thursday on the main Fightful feed. We do the post-impact show myself and Crested Star, who is really much more funnier than I am. I just kind of leave the show. Uh, what else do I do? I have stuff here on Overbooked. Earlier this morning, Jeremy and I did Newsworthy. Uh, tomorrow, Kate and I are supposed to be doing the new Kate and Joel call it in the ring because Tim is a coward. By the way, I love you, Tim. Thank you for coming to Montreal with me. I'll be at Elimination Chamber next weekend covering the show for Fightful. I uh, hope to see a lot of y'all there. Uh, if you're going to be there, leave us a comment here on the video and just be like, hey, Joel, I'll be at Elimination Chamber. And I'll be like, oh, he probably won't see you, but I'll wave from my press box atop the arena or something. That's all I got. Don't look me in the eye, plebs. <laughs> That's right. Uh, no watching. How long? Five minutes. 
uh, those who get that one will be very deep cut. Ladies, gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. Thank you, Jeff Hawkins. We'll see you in the next one. Cheers.